When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oppo, featuring SuperVook, lightning quick smartphone charging tech. This is Phoenix Nation on SENZ. Three past three here on the Phoenix Nation on SENZ, brought to you by Oppo. Big show today. We've got the boss man, the general manager, David Dome, coming on the show. We'll ask him a few questions about the way that the club has changed under his leadership and uh, the way things have grown with the addition of the women's team as well. Also, absolute legend, uh, Dwight York, won the treble with Manchester United in the uh, 99-2000 season, now coach of MacArthur FC. He is coming up on the show as well. Plus, we have the Oppo Fan Challenge. But first off the ranks, we're going to catch up with the Phoenix's David Ball. SENZ. You're on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation brought to you by Oppo and one of the Phoenix's favourite sons. He's back after a foot injury. We finally saw him this season last weekend. Uh, David Ball joins us. G'day, David. How are you? Good day, Ricardo. How are you, mate? You okay? Yeah, good, mate. Good. How about you? How's that foot? Did it come up all right? Yeah, it came up all right. Um, obviously, uh, a, bit of a bit of a shock um, to get the call up. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just nice to be back out with the boys and, and uh, back doing what I love. Yeah, what, was, what was the issue, mate? What uh, what was the problem with the foot that needed so long? Because, I mean, this, this was at the end of last season you got this injury, right? Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I was taking, the, uh, like, a local anaesthetic before games um, injection to sort of numb the pain of the injury that I had um, to get through the games. But, um, unfortunately, when I came back, they found uh, that they'd actually broke a bone in the bottom of the foot, so... Um, that actually was the issue of why it's taken so so long. Uh, I came back for pre-season thinking everything was okay and, and then started to do some running, but I was still in a lot of pain. So that's been the, the issue. It's been a, quite a long, a long road, to be honest. Yeah, mate. I mean, is it something you've had issues with before or is this something new? No, no. It came, no, it came it, the, the damage was actually done from actually getting the, the local NSX, ah. um, you know, continuing to play through, through that injury. Um, so the, the damage was actually getting done uh, from numbing the toe from from the from the, the ligament injury that first occurred. So it was just, it ended up being a, something from a sweep injury to, to a longer one. Well, there you go. Just proof if you needed it. Kids, drugs are bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go, mate. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly, mate. Hey, uh, we we uh, had a good game last weekend. I thought, uh, particularly the second half. I mean, two 0 down away. At a team like City, I mean that's that's a tough comeback. What was said in the sheds at halftime? Well, I think it's just I think other than the two chances that you know was actually from our from us giving up the ball, and uh, obviously a team with like City as well, they've they've got quality that are going to punish you. And you know I think it was a little bit hard done by uh, coming into the coming into half time, and we obviously um, needed to come out and, and and just get after them again. And I think I think it was it was a performance that you know. For me, uh, for the, over the past two or three years that we've come accustomed to in terms of the way we actually play and being a bit braver, and uh, I think that's why we we got back into the game. 
Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a great comeback. You played well uh, in the second half. Oh, we just need to see more of it this weekend, I guess, against MacArthur, who have traditionally been a team that also like to play on the front foot a lot. So, I mean, this could end up being like a bit of a game of basketball. Could be a bit end to end, couldn't it, this weekend? Yeah, obviously, obviously, um, we 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 wouldn't want it to be to be like that, and probably the manager wouldn't want it to be like that. But um, they're a good another good side. Um, this division's known for everyone sort of um, beating each other. I think we just need to get that consistency. Um, I think we just need to approach the games on the front foot, um, like we have done over the past few years, and and play the the the, the football that we know we can play as a team. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've seen that. I mean, it's not like we've been short of goals this season. We've scored six and uh, six and four, right? So it's, it, that's not a bad return. It's just keeping them no, out. No, no. Yeah, you know, we've always been trying to pride ourselves on, you know, having a, you know, a good, a good, um, a, what do you call it? A good, a good um, set, you know, in, in our shape. We, we're usually good in our shape and that's what we pride ourselves on, being hard to beat and, and uh, working hard, I think we've gone from that a little bit over the the, the, the four games, and more solid, and we'll definitely create chance to, to firepower we've got. Yeah, definitely. I mean, how how are the combinations working at training, and are you working on combinations? And I mean, given that you know you've got Krayev and Zawada there, who are new, obviously to the league, and then you've got Costa, who I know you haven't played with before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's easier for say the likes of myself and Costa to quickly get an understanding just with obviously age and experience, and they played the same system at Sydney as well. So um, I think with the you know I think the, the new boys coming in still getting up to the to the speed, and it's probably you know shocked them a little bit um, of the standard. Um, but I think they're getting up to speed and working really hard in training, and, and you know to make a difference, and that, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, what's the what's the plan for Macarthur? I mean, how, how much uh, tape have you watched this week? Uh, we've 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 gone through we've gone through a bit of shape uh, today on that. You know how how we'll we'll work with the ball, and they're obviously uh, they've got some players that can hurt in the final third. So we can approach the game in the right way and, and make sure we nullify those those threats. I think I think we've we've got to look at home. We've got to we've got to start making Sky Stadium back into a fortress and. And the lads all know that, and and uh, we're just we're, we're just all excited for the game now. Yeah, I mean Ulysses Devere, we know pretty well, mate, from his time. He's a he's a form, former teammate. Yeah. Um, given the where he plays, I guess that's going to fall on either Nicholas Peddington or Clayton or Stephen Ugarkovic. It feels like it'll be a natural role for Alex Rufer to play, actually. Yeah, I think the the, the sixes at the moment they're all very different, and I think we are missing. Roost a little bit um, on the pitch in terms of those of uh, those that is a sort of his role in the team and um, but yeah I think um, anyone's job is to stop all it. obviously he's, a, he's probably one of the best players in the division so we know what he's about and we know uh, we've we've worked with him enough to try and know what we need to do to nullify him so we'll do that yeah, uh, how how far away is um, Alex Rufford, do you reckon I, I know that he I talked to Ufi last yeah, week he's, he's, I he's think, running I think yeah, he's, he's, he's running. He's running hard and working really hard in the gym. And I think he's just got to pass a few things with, uh, you know, the the clubs that, with the physios of of his strength in, in in his leg to to get to a certain point to start playing minutes and uh, in the reserves. So I think that's where he's up to up to now. How well has Sam Sutton started this season, mate? I I think he's been one of our best players across the first four games. 
Yeah, definitely. I think I, I think you know Such has grown probably over the past past, especially last season. I, I felt like he matured um, and he started to mature into a, to a, a proper left back who was who, who played the game in front of him. And you know, we started to see how he, he used to play as a, a forward attack player, and he's he's getting up there and he's he's producing the goods. And and uh, yeah, I think I think Sam sort of a few years ago wanted to took that strike on, and uh, look, he takes the strike on and. Well, the brilliant goal on the weekend. I think, yeah, he's been fantastic. Yeah, does it coming into you know coming back into the team a little bit later in the season, like you've done after after the injury? Does it give you a different perspective, given that you're, I guess, watching from the stands? So the first few games, you get a bit of a feel for for what it's like uh, and what the team's looking like, shape wise, etc. Yeah, you know, I've been I've been here for long, just for long enough to sort of know what he expects and expected from the system and from the boys and I think that's why hopefully I, myself coming back in can, ha- can help those boys in, 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 in being in and around it um, obviously it's quite for me I've, I'm still got to get you know two or three games to at least get, get up to sort of match speed because of the time I've had out and, uh, and the games I've missed but it's, it's been tough to us to be honest because I've become like a I've become also like a fan and, and you know so it's, it's hard Sometimes you just scream. I'm, I'm, uh, but yeah, it's just just really happy to be back, back yeah. with the, back with the boys now. Yeah, I mean it's great to have you back, mate. How, what have you been doing? I would imagine, given the type of injury you've had, you haven't been able to do a lot of running. Um, so what have you been doing? Lots of pool time, lots of bike time. What have you been doing to keep fit, keep the motor going? Yeah, lots of um, yeah. Tried to <laughs> teach myself how to swim. Not, uh, not a great swimmer, but <laughs> um, yeah, so a bit of swimming and. Um, uh, bikes and, and gym work and stuff like that. It's the hardest thing has been not being able to run. So I've been on a pretty quick uh, pre-season for the last two or three weeks where I've been on some really hard work, work and uh, with the strength and conditioning coach. So yeah, and obviously going into the game, you know, there's nothing like a game. You can do all the fitness in the world, but when you get when you get on the pitch, there's, there's nothing like uh, running running about on the pitch and, and playing in a game. So hopefully, I can uh, I can get, get in and and uh, stay in. Now, uh, David, there's been a lot of imports that have come here from the UK. I'm thinking of the types like yep. Darren Baisley, Neil Emblem, Chris Greenacre, Paul Eiffel, who have all decided, you know what, we don't mind this place, we're going to stay. Um, I know you're not at that, that, that point of, of retirement or anything yet, but um, how's the family settled in? What do you think? I mean, is it something you've considered, talked about? Yeah, definitely. Look, I've, I've, I love... I love uh, New Zealand and and uh, Wellington and especially love love the club and uh, the way the, the lads are. And, uh, you know, I found a place where I can I feel like I can help people and, and get the most out of people and get, give them my experience. So yeah, I think um, it's good nice now that we we're settled and um, we've got we've got now you know a, a good two to three year stay in New Zealand with my family, my wife and kids, which is most important for me. And they're loving it and they enjoy the school and enjoy the people and. Yeah, it's just a, just a, from where I come from, it's just an amazing place to, to bring up your children. I see a future here, definitely. When you when you ring back home, do the uh, do, do the do the relations back home think the kids sound like Kiwis now? Do they understand the accents? <laughs> a little, uh, a little bit. They've got, I think they've got like a Kiwi, Aussie, Manchester, Liverpool accent. So uh, yeah, it's a bit all over the place. <laughs> it's a bit all over the place. 
Oh, quality, mate. Quality. Hey, Borley, thanks very much for giving us some time, mate. I know you guys have got a gym session, and I know you won't want to miss that. Um, so we'll let you go. But I appreciate <laughs> yeah. your time, and uh, looking forward to seeing you boys back out there get the W at home on Sunday, eh? Any time, mate. Really appreciate it. Joining us on SENZ, Phoenix Nation is uh, Dwight York, coach of MacArthur FC. Uh, g'day, Dwight. How are you? Well, well, thank you. Happy birthday, my friend. Happy birthday. Do you, I, I won't sing it because you don't want that, but happy birthday. Yeah, I appreciate it. No worries. No worries. Thank you very much. Uh, my, my pleasure, mate. My pleasure. Now, you, you're coaching at MacArthur uh, this season. I, I was curious to find out when the opportunity to take this job arose because, of course, you coached the A-League All-Stars earlier this year against Barcelona. So were you already having conversations about this job before before that or did it come about after? I have to be honest. I think it came after. Um, it didn't really happen before. Um I was aware that there might have been some type of interest, but that conversation never took place until I, I finished the actual uh, the All Star game. In terms of, I know you've done all your coaching badges and things. Uh, how have you found the transition from doing something like a you know uh, an All Stars game to doing the the week in week out of a, of a full professional club? Well, actually, I've been I've been training towards it. Uh, obviously, and, and and obviously completing the uh, the pro license, which takes you over two years doing that. And in the meantime, I was doing research and talking to various managers. But you know, with all of that said and done, um, it's nothing like the real deal when you walk out there. And obviously, having my first appearance as a manager in front of seventy thousand people in an all star team that I didn't particularly know. The, the individual players or uh, having an opportunity to work with them. So I had a two days window to try and put some things together, um, working with some backroom staff and people who were, obviously were tremendous uh, working alongside these guys. But um, yeah, nothing really prepares you for the real deal. But as a player, I've been in those big arenas. I felt very comfortable. It's an area that I, as I said, was looking forward to and I embraced it. And uh, it was a good experience, I have to say. You've obviously played in the A League before, you know, in, uh, in the uh, with Sydney FC. You, you won the title that year as well. What do you think the differences in the league from when you played in it to now managing in it? Um, I think the difference is, I think when I came here, the expectation was so big because it was new. Uh, it was something uh, the start of a new era in terms of Australian football. I was the, the face and the marquee player playing there, so the expectation was was really high uh, in terms of delivering, certainly from, from for Sydney and the, the league in itself, because they invested heavily in me trying to promote the league and but also producing the goods on the football pitch. I think I managed to do that, and then obviously after I've left, I followed it for a few years, but then you know didn't really follow it for a number of years, but. You know, having coming back here now from a different perspective as a manager, it's totally different. Doesn't seem to have the same um, fire as I expected in terms of the crowd, the expectations. Understand that the difficulties with the pandemic, um, obviously that that had a knock-on effect in terms of people coming out to the sports. But hopefully this year we'll see an improvement in those areas as well. But. As I said, my uh, my role now is as, as head coach of Makata is to make sure that we are in contention for you know uh, for the league and certainly trying to get into 
to that grand final at the end of the, the competition. You had a good start to the season uh, until last weekend. You had your first loss a- against Sydney. What have you, the work-ons been for you and the team ahead of the Phoenix game this weekend? Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you know, part of the uh, our sport or any sport, as a matter of fact, you win some, you lose some. Uh, and, uh, you know, although we've been on a, a fantastic run to that period of time, being unbeaten, we would have liked to have kept that unbeaten run for a uh, uh, a longer, a longer period, but it wasn't to be. Whether you look back at the game, whether you heard about it or read it in the papers or on social media, whatever it is out there, we feel that we've been hard done by certain particular decisions uh, by VAR or by you know human errors, whatever you want to call it. We felt that we have been hard done by, but you know we then uh, having to look at it as a team. I, I thought the reaction from my players was very encouraging and you get to know these players not uh, just to remember as well that we only been literally together for, for nearly four months as a group so we're still getting to know each other and still trying to implement the system as best as we can the reality is that um, you know I get to see my players in different life uh, under difficult circumstances and uh, I'm so proud of my players and that is very encouraging for me, uh, despite the loss. I feel like the team will continue to improve. We'll learn from it as a group and certainly come back um, stronger, I'm sure of it. Well, I mean, you're the second ever manager at MacArthur after Ante Milicic. And, I mean, Ante's team, uh, they looked good going forward last season, but they leaked a lot at the back. I mean, how have you changed what MacArthur are doing? Or how have you tried to change it? Yeah, I don't think you're trying to change too much. I think you've got to work with players, uh, their strengths and weaknesses, and try to build up. I think we try to make it very uh, simple um, at the beginning. But this is when you start to know your players, then you can try to expand. Um, we wanted to be the opposite way. We didn't just want to be attacking-wise, where we can just create. We have some very good players at this football club. So attacking is always an option. But defensively, we needed to be better. Uh, we needed to concede less goals. We need to be hard to play against, uh, you know, and, and the work ethic that I do demand for, uh, uh, towards my players is part and parcel of, you know, the, uh, the philosophy at this football club. You've got to work hard. And then I think if you can implement that, you can keep adding to your team as you progress and get better and stronger. And just to install the belief, the mentality in and around the place, you know, that winning mentality, and uh, preparations, all those things are, are, are very important to, to a team structure. Uh, the way we play, the structure of the team, the balance of the team, but also the understanding of it and everyone understand their role. So these are things that we continue to improve and these are things that I tried to implement when I came through the door. But overall, it's just to give them a clearer understanding in and out of position. Once they understand that, then the role becomes much more easy and then football becomes much enjoyable. You played under uh, some some very good managers in your time, of course, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, famously. Um, how much have you been able to pull from people like him into your coaching style? I mean, what is the Dwight York coaching style? Does it involve hair, dry, uh, you know, the hair dryer treatment? Um, you know, what's it like to be a player in your dressing room? No, no, I listen. I, I've been very lucky to, as you said, play uh, under the great man, the Scott man himself, so Alex, and that. That's vitally important. There are some great things that I, I love about what the captain did, and I, I will implement some of those tactics. But ultimately, when you speak to everybody in the football fraternity and management alike, 
you get to understand that ultimately you have to stamp your identity. I can't be Sir Alex Ferguson. I can't be Pep Guardiola. Although their records and their, 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 their philosophy is different to mine. However, I would take the positive from them that I think will work in, in my system that will help my players. And uh, if there's a hair dryer needs to be required at a certain time, so be it. You're going to be, you know, but you have to be out of line to be receiving the hair dryer. Hair dryer just doesn't come about. <laughs> but from a football perspective, you want your players to understand what you're trying to identify as what you consider your playing style. As people think, you know, I've never heard a manager say they want to play a defensive sort of formation, right? So we all want to play on the front foot. We all want to play attacking style of football. People pay their hard earned money to come and watch us play. You want to make sure that they, when they leave there, they're fulfilled with what, you know, uh, they're coming to watch, whether it's hard work, whether it's a perseverance, what is an endeavor to uh, the desire to win football matches. And, you know, you want people working in those sequence. I think talent then adds into that. Then you're not a bad team overall, and hopefully that will be the case. What have you made of what you've seen from Ufuk Tale's uh, Wellington Phoenix this season? They, they yet to win, but they seem to be scoring a lot of goals. Well, I think that you know, it's a nail on the head. They're, they're a very creative team. They play a, a particular system that Kofi, uh, that I know personally as from a player, what, what type of player and personality he is, likes to get on the ball, likes to retain the ball. They play with their width. They get the width in terms of their pullback, giving their width, but they play narrowly in the middle of the park in the box uh, formation. So we're fully aware of that on the day if we could sort of deny them uh, and sort of hit them on the, the, the counter-attack, and that might be an option for us to go. But we, we've been viewing them, we've been watching them very closely, and we love the game plan, especially at their place. They're very strong at home. They're, they're a team that's to be reckoned with. Uh, but I'm sure that uh, after a defeat, I expect a reaction from my players um, to go up there and try to see if we can turn that game over in our favour. Now, Dwight, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson was down in this part of the world for the Melbourne Cup on Tuesday. Did you manage to catch up, and did you have any luck on the punt yourself? No, we we had a little sweep among ourselves here at uh, MacArthur. That's I think that's about the only punt I've been able to have. But yeah, so Alex is uh, kind enough to visit us here. I had a couple of lunch and dinner with him while he was here. Um, he, you know, so we're very privileged that he come to our football club and really. Um, you know, just uh, great us with his presence. I think everyone was a little bit uh, shell-shocked that I managed to pull that off. Um, and hopefully that will put us in good stead. He's given us some good word of advice and hopefully the players will take that on board. And hopefully that will, you know, put us in good stead going forward. But, um, yeah, been very lucky to have the, the great man himself to visit our football club. And uh, as I said, that would be something that we all would be very proud of and, a memorable day for everyone involved at uh, MacArthur, yeah. Now, Dwight, thanks for... I really appreciate your time, mate. Just one last question before we let you go. If you could pull one former teammate from out of your career to plug into your MacArthur team, who would it be? Oh, Scott. Like, he didn't even think about it. Straight off the bat, best player you played with? Yeah, I will say so. Fantastic, Dwight. I really appreciate your time, my friend. Go well, and uh, good luck on your trip over to New Zealand. I look forward to seeing your team play for the Phoenix on Sunday. Appreciate it. Thank you. There you go. That game kicks off 3 o'clock Sunday at Sky Stadium in Wellington. The boss man, the GM, David Dome, is up next.
27 away from 4 o'clock here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation with Oppo. We've got a set of their Enco W11 earbuds to give away with the uh, Oppo Fan Challenge that is coming up before 4 o'clock. Joining us before then, though, is the man that runs the show, the General Manager, David Dome. How are you, sir? Good, thanks, Ricardo. Hey, just uh, a matter of fact, I'm wearing these earbuds as we speak. Oh, there you go. Look at that. That's fantastic. <laughs> they are excellent, to be fair. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. That's good. That's good. Hey, uh, you, you've been a busy man. You've been a busy man. I mean, the the club's grown exponentially um, since you know it was taken over um, from uh, Terry Serapisos's uh, ownership, and and you've been on on board since then. Um, I mean. Looking back now, can you can you kind of believe how far the club has come in terms of growth? I mean, if you look at the way the owners have built the club, I mean, they came in, Rob and his other owner came in, and they identified that we needed to build it out to be sustainable. Um, the academy is now four or five teams in the academy now, and we want to double that over the next couple of years as we bring in the women's support um, program as well. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, the facility we now have, have an upper half where we now train. It's huge. Our community program now helps like 200, 250 people from young New Zealanders who can't afford to play football, play football, or football, or the refereeing courses, or whatever. No, you absolutely right. It's, it's exponentially the growth of the club has gone through over the last, what you say, 10 years has been quite incredible. Yeah, it has been made. Obviously, the new facilities make a difference, and the expansion too. I mean, you know, having the Rezies play in the in the National League, but also having a women's team um, that you guys have committed to beyond the partnership with New Zealand Football, uh, and that uh, is getting underway, isn't it? Their, their second season uh, in just a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, November twenty at Sky Stadium. Well, I'm super excited about that. The first ever professional women's football game to be played in New Zealand. We've said we want 10,000. We get 10,000 there. It'll be the largest crowd ever for a professional women's football game in Australia and New Zealand. So we're, that's what we're talking for. The pre-sales are really good. They're strong. Uh, it's looking positive. Uh, but I've seen that women's team train. Like Nat Lawrence has got them. They've been in training now for just over a week. I've seen them play. I've seen them train. They are, they are they're looking good. You know, the, the players we've brought in and, and played, Satchel and Betsy, uh, you know, Betsy Hattrick and, and now Emma Ralston, if you know the other day. They've just given a bit more experience, a bit more spine to what was already a very talented young team. But that, that team is going to surprise a few people in ADW season, uh, this season, no doubt about it. Yeah, super, well, I mean, super that's the thing. I mean, you know, last year, uh, Gemma Lewis and Natalie Lawrence had you know, not very long to put the roster together and it was after everybody else had had their pick, right? So it is going to be um, a different team. You, even the youngsters in the team have got the experience of playing in this league for a season. I mean, ha- have there been conversations with Natalie and her team about expectations or goal setting for this season and, and where you think they should be? Yeah, definitely finals contention. We want them in to be the finals. Um, and ideally, oh, it sounds to me, really. And every year we're aiming to be finals and uh, we want a home final. So that, that's the target, a home final at home, because we know that we have a home final in Wellington, that, that the crowd will turn out and it will be a huge boost for us uh, as a club to, to have a big crowd behind the team. So that's the expectation. That's totally built into that. I think she's got the quality of players um, to, to, to do that. Um, so that's actually looking at, and you know, everyone, everyone across the entire club has, has, has thought into that, that's the objective for the women's team this year.
Now, that obviously, the women's team started as a partnership with New Zealand football with an eye on the World Cup that we're co-hosting with Australia next year. Uh, what's the understanding with New Zealand football beyond that? Is there one? Will they be involved? Yeah, we started, I've started talking to Andrew Bragman about what it looks like next year. There certainly is a willingness to work together, especially in the women's space, not in the men's space as well. But in the women's space, it's probably going to be a bit easier, a bit quicker given this current relationship. So that's really encouraging. Um, we'd like to turn the whole program into a 12-month program, so, so the same as the men. Not just a six- to seven-month program, which is what uh, the ADW currently is for most clubs. We want it to be a 12-month program that's given certainty to the coaches and the players that they have um, uh, you know, a full-time contract that they can build a life around rather than try and do it for seven months and then work for the, other, the rest of the year. So, look, that, that's, that's the direction this stuff is going, and we had a session actually on it internally uh, yesterday and kind of build out what it would look like, what a 12-month program would look like in the women's club, um, and there's some good thoughts going on there. So I would, I would suggest that over the next two or three months, that would fish itself out. And what about the uh, the development side of the women's game? Uh, is it basically going to try? You're going to try and mirror the development side you have yep. with the men's game? Yep, absolutely. So we want a women's team in the national league. We want a women's team in the local Wellington competition. We're working through that with Capital Football now. What that would look like, what what's going to work for them. Um, again, those discussions have already started, but that's the idea, right? Is you have all of those uh, the same structure and the same development pathways for the for the girls and to the women's program that the, the boys have into the men's program. Yeah, the. Uh... The, the women's team now, obviously, they're, they're going to have games at home, which is different to last year. If I'm a season ticket holder for the for the Wellington Phoenix uh, men's team or if I'm a, a club member, um, how does that work? I mean, do, if I buy a season ticket, does, include, does it include both teams? How, how, how are you guys working that? Yeah, we, we have a – there's a season ticket holder. If you're a traditional, it's probably a better word, season ticket holder, you get entry into both the men's and the women's. So essentially you get the extra games of the women's. But we've also introduced, and this was really, to be honest with you, it was fan feedback and that we, we, we listened to. And they said, well, what about just the women's games? We want to just support the women's. We said, you know what? Why not? So we built that pretty quickly through our, our Flickit, which is our membership partner. And we've, uh, we have a women's only membership too for people who just want to watch the, the women's game. Sweet. And what, what does that cost uh, if, you, if you just want to get along and see the uh, Nets, Nets team play this season? There's two aspects to it. One, we are, we are giving a free season ticket to all registered junior football players in Capital Football. So if you're registered to play junior football, then you get a free season ticket. You just have to come through the site and sign up for it, and we send that to you. So that's a free, which is a pretty good price. Uh, and then there's a couple of other packages. We have both silver and gold packages for the ones. So if you're on our website, uh, there's a few different ones to, to, to choose from, but it's very reasonable, can't it? It's, it's not It's not expensive season ticket. It's about 150 bucks for a whole season. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's a great price, man. That's a great price. What about um, Ufuk and the boys? Of course, they uh, brought in some interesting signings uh, in the off-season. Krayev, the Bulgarian, who's, who's played really good level. Of course, um, uh, Oscar as well, uh, Zovada, who's who's come through the Wolf, uh, Wolfsburg Academy. Uh, you, you've brought Costa back in as well. Um, some some decent players come through there, mate. We haven't quite seen the results yet, but what's what's the goal for the season uh, with Ufuk and and the and the men's team? Yeah, it's always to be top six and have a home final. But I think I don't know what it is about us. We're traditionally we're slow starters. We thought that because we had the extended Australia Cup run, we spent we spent a lot of time in Australia in the preseason playing Australia Cup and, and arranging a few games with A League sides. We thought that would mean we hit the ground running for this season, but. 
we're traditionally slow starters. And normally we're about 0-3 and 0-4 and at the start of the season, but we've had a couple of draws and, uh, you know, so we're on the board at least in terms of points. Um, which is, but I, I think in the against the city game, you saw what the, the team is capable of. Uh, we bossed city um, possession-wise, and then coughed up two cheap goals, which was, you know, certainly not the game plan, obviously. And Luffy was pretty strict, uh, stringent with his players after that, so that wasn't acceptable. Um, but then they came straight back into it, made a few changes, pulled on the players, and we got right back into the game. But even even the first half, I thought we were actually playing pretty decent football apart from those ones that we coughed up possession. We were dominating the position-wise, and that doesn't happen again, City. City's normally the team that dominates you with position, and we're normally the ones that play on the break, but they caught us on the break. I, I thought the team was looking very good, you know, given how early it is in the season, and we're starting to see, like you say, Bojit or is coming into it, the way he played when he came on. Um, Stevie Agarkovic, who set up Ben Olds, who put on the ball through to Costa for the last goal. They're starting to click. They haven't been together all that long, the players, but it's starting to click. And uh, I'm excited about this weekend to see what that, that team comes. I'm actually interested to see what he's actually, the team he's going to put out. So I actually don't know. Yeah. He's got a few options now. We've got everybody back except Roofs. Um, so he's got a few options, and it's going to be interesting to see what he puts out there. Yeah, it will be. It'll be really interesting. I'm looking forward to, to, to this game. I mean, I think it says something about uh, the pulling power of the Phoenix now that you're able to secure a guy like Stephen Ugarkovic, a guy at a really good age who's probably one of the top four or five Australian midfielders running around in the A-League that's, you know, not playing offshore. Um, you know, that's something that never would have happened uh, three or four years ago. I mean, how has that changed? And how's the, uh, I guess, the uh, the way that you, you go about recruiting, how has that changed in the last few years? Well, I think, and that's a good point. I think what you're seeing is that the club is very stable financially now. Um, plus, with this new move to the high-performance unit, we have the best training facility in the league, bar none, by a country mile. Um, so players are going, well, I can go there. It's financially stable, good ownership group. Investment's been made into the club. Um, you can see how it's all starting. And, you know, you compare us to some uh, some of the other clubs in the league, and you go, well, actually, the is actually a pretty you know, good proposition now compared to what some of the other clubs can offer. You know, you roll all that stuff together. So it is exciting. And, and you've got Ufi, who's a very, very good coach, and has been recognised as such. Um, I think other coaches and other clubs in the league, you know, because it's no secret that some... Um, that some clubs have been chasing him down when they when they lost their their manager or their coach and they wanted to pick up the next best one and it was and it was Ufi and um, you know we've managed to keep him and Rob did a good job there and so we, yeah we are going from strength to strength and like I say very very solid club um, financially solid and is growing um, so yeah and you're right Stevie Ugarkovic is one of the best midfielders in the league absolutely one of the best midfielders in the league and he's now really starting to integrate himself well into the team. Which is great. Uh, now, am I right in thinking that um, Ufuk Tele's contract finishes at the end of the season? Where are you guys at with that? Yeah, this is the last season under his current contract. We have talked to Ufi about what his next steps are, and there are a few conversations going on. But uh, as you, you know, as you can expect, Ufi wants to concentrate on this season, but he's still having those conversations with us. And you know, let's hope that we can we can keep him for a bit longer. The thing is, for Ufi, he wants to take his coaching to the next level, and we're going to, you know, how do we make that work? So. Good stuff, David. Thank you very much for giving us your time, mate. Um, looking forward to Sunday at three uh, against MacArthur and Dwight York's boys. Uh, it should be a cracker. Thanks for your time. No, thanks for the help. Thank you. Cheers. It is a quarter to four here on SENZ. This is Phoenix Nation brought to you by Oppo. Up next, the Fan Challenge.
It's 10 away from four here on Phoenix Nation, and we have a pair of Enco W11 earbuds to give away thanks to Oppo, and it is our Oppo Fan Challenge, and uh, joining us uh, for the Fan Challenge today is uh, Alistair Brownlee. G'day, Alistair. How are you? You're not too bad yourself? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Good. Uh, when did you first start following the Phoenix, going to matches, etc.? cetera? Uh... I, I probably took an interest when they started, being like a, a high school student growing up in Nelson, um, and started attending games when I moved to Wellington and went to university, and in Wellington now, still going to games. Nice, nice, mate. Who's your favourite Phoenix player of all time? I think I'm on a bound to say Jeremy Brocky. <laughs> on a bound to say, was that the hair? It's it's the Nelson. It's oh, it's the Nelson. Of course it is. Of course it's the Nelson, mate. All right. Hey, how do you how do you rate your uh, Phoenix knowledge? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we, there was a in the first COVID lockdown, there was a, a, a Phoenix quiz run by the Fever, and and me and a mate did all right. So we'll see. All right, people okay. come on me. All right. Well, the, the the way it works is there's five questions. You get three right, you win. Um, so far, we've had two winners and two losers. So you're the fifth one. All right, you ready? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. Uh, first up, who is the Phoenix's top scorer this season? The season must be Ben Wayne. That has Ben Wayne with two. He's got two. Costa, Krayev and Sutton have got the others, and there's been an own goal as well. All right, so you're one for one. Uh, which football fern was signed by the Phoenix this week? Uh, Ralston. Long run up and puts it in the net. Two from two. Going pretty well. All right, we'll take this one slightly, uh, slightly let's call this one Phoenix adjacent, this question. Uh, Dwight York is coaching MacArthur FC. Which country did he play for internationally? Oh, it's a good question. Um, is it Jamaica? Saved by Rennie. Advantage, Phoenix. Trinidad and Tobago, my friend. Trinidad and Tobago. So you, you, you've, well, you're one down, but you're still only one away from taking away uh, those Oppo headphones, mate, or ear, earphones, I should say. Um, uh, which club is Lucas Moragas on loan at the Phoenix from? Newcastle Jets. Long run up. There he is. He's three from four. Do you want to have a crack at the, the 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 last one? No one's got five from five yet. We've had two that have gone four from five. All right, might as, might as well see if I can match him. All right, then Phoenix women's side start their league season Sunday the twentieth against Melbourne City. Which football fern plays for them? Hannah Wilkinson. Long run up and puts it in the net. Nice. Yeah, they had a couple more. They think they had three last season, but uh, she's the sole football fern there now this season, mate. Well done. Lovely. Thank you very much. Uh, how'd you write those questions? Is that too easy? Is that what you're telling me? Oh, you know, it's not for me to comment. <laughs> uh, forever the diplomat, Alistair. Um, well, we've got a pair of the Enco W11 earbuds for you, mate. So I think they retail around 70 bucks. So we'll get those out to you. Eh? Lovely. Thank you very much. No worries. Have you got a uh, prediction for MacArthur this weekend? Uh, I think there'll be goals. Yeah, I think there will be goals. Are you, have you got a, a score prediction, a result prediction? Uh, we'll go Phoenix 3-2. Phoenix 3 If that happens, that is going to be a great game, mate. Uh, enjoy it. I'm No doubt you'll be there. Absolutely. Good stuff, Alistair. Thanks for playing the uh, Oppo Phoenix Fan Challenge. No, thank you. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Go well. It is four away from... Oh, sorry, six away from four here on ECNZ.
Nearly uh, four o'clock here on SCNZ, which means it's just about time for the run home. Uh, looking ahead to the A-League weekend, Friday night, we've got the victory up against the Jets, a victory big favourites in that one. Also, Melbourne City on Saturday hosts the Perth Glory, who really uh, can't buy a trick at the moment. Uh, they're $1.33, the victory. Perth are paying sevens. West Sydney Wanderers are favourites at $1.91 against the Mariners at three sixty. And then on Sunday afternoon, 3 o'clock, the Wellington Phoenix, $2 they're paying to beat MacArthur, who are paying 310 and the draw is at 350 The late game on Sunday evening is the Brisbane Roar, uh, 288 playing Sydney FC, 220 and the draw 340 I think 220 is pretty good money on Sydney FC, the way they're crack- tracking at the moment, uh, brought, uh, the Brisbane Roar yet to really put it all together. This has been Phoenix Nation on SCNZ. Thanks to Oppo. We'll be back again from 3 o'clock next Thursday.